Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for your host, Alex Kitson. Hello, 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 we're okay. Oh, I do me. Hello, hello. Kingstown Vox, we were right. Oh, lovely bloody stuff, guys. Thanks so much for coming out. Um, have we all had a good week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a, a long yeah from over there. Was that sarcastic or? Um, no. She's just very sincere. Well, well how, how come your week's been so good? What's uh, j- oh, nice weekend? Just she, she, there's a woman who loves to remember. That's uh, <laughs> that's um, yeah, Remembrance Sunday. I, I like doing gigs on Remembrance Sunday because if there's a minute, minute silence, um, it just sounds respectful. Uh, if a punchline doesn't work, I might just recite Flanders Fields. Um, anyone had a bad week? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh do you, you've had a bad week? Oh, it's been fine. Oh, so we, 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 had, we had, all had good weeks. Yeah, yeah lovely stuff. Okay. Oh, oh that's uh, rare to hear that. Rare to hear that. I'm glad we got a room for the happy people. Um, well, well, welcome to the night. This is this next act. This is a, um, this is a comedy night. Um, allegedly. And I, <laughs> Uh, it, it's run by me. It's a new material, new act night. So some people are coming on. Some people are very new to comedy, um, and some people are sort of a little bit older, trying out new jokes. I'll be on in the middle. I'll sort of come on, be a bit of a dickhead, uh, try and get to know some of you. Um, maybe try a couple of jokes in between, and uh, we'll have a good fun time. That sound good? Yeah. Uh, lovely stuff. Yeah, give me a cheer if you've been here before. Just out of just out of interest. Yeah, yeah that's just sort of the front row. Then the outer circles a little bit more cautious. Give me a cheer for your first time. Yeah, uh, no, nice one. No, good mix. Like a good mix. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, no, I, I, I'll give you a little background about me. My name's Alex. I'll, I'll, I'll be your MC. I, um, I've, I've, I've just moved home. As, uh, as I've, I've moved home to Devon because uh, I'm smashing the shit out of life. Um, I've, I've moved back in. Um, I've moved back in with my parents because I don't have any money. Um, but uh, I, and, and it, I've moved back to a really rural part of Devon. Like we live in the middle, middle of like but fuck nowhere. Like the the, the house um, that my parents have this just moved to has no internet, no phone, and no TV. And I don't want to sound like too like gasps. I know. Um, I don't want to sound like too millennial about this. Um, but I am seriously struggling. Like, because I'm I'm 22, I'm 23. I had my birthday a couple of weeks ago, um, and I, I'm 23. Like, I've grown up with the internet. Like, I'm trying to sort of, um, I, 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 everything I do is sort of in some way linked to the internet. So I've had to find ways of doing things that I normally do with the internet without it. So I've just found myself like shouting what I had for lunch out the window, uh, just wondering aloud what this rash means. Uh, I don't know how many of you ever tried to go watch porn live. Uh, <laughs> It's not the same. It's not the same. They don't like you being there. Uh, <laughs> they kick you out. Um, they don't like it. You can't even fast forward. Uh, it's rubbish. Um, no. Um, that's, a jo- that's a joke about porn. Um, I, 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 people, people say, oh, you liked it. Yeah, of course you believe it. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, 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 people say that the porn affects the brain. And that's a new thing. And I, I, I don't think it's I, I. I don't think I watch any more than the next person. But, um, but I, I feel like it does affect like some vocabulary. I've just been around the house, and I think like vocabulary people use has been like affected by porn. Like I might, might like because I'm living with my mum. So my mum was bitching about something the other day, and um, and she was talking about her friend uh, Sharon, and she was like, "Oh yeah, Sharon's well tight." 
and I had to think twice. And like the other day, she and my mum was like, "Oh, I'm I'm going I'm going for a facial again." I was like, "Oh, I had to had to think again." And then the other day, my mum my mum was like, "Oh, I can't wait to get drilled by the neighbour." Um, I started to realise I, I don't think it's me. I think that might be my mum. Uh, I think my mum's a porn star. Um, it's good fun. It, it was, um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, yeah. I, I, I deals with my mum. Um, um, <laughs> no, it's um, no. It was it was fireworks night. <laughs> There's a transition, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> my mum's a my mum's a porn star now. It's fireworks night. I um, we all, we all do we all do fireworks night. We all we all anti-Catholic. I don't know. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Fireworks night. Like I, I don't know how we're going to explain that. I, don't, I think it will die out. I think we have to explain it to like our grandkids, like what we used to do. And we're going to be like, right, so what we used to do, uh, November 5th, was the weather good? No, it was never good. Uh, we used to go outside, we'd do this massive fire, and we'd burn somebody who tried to burn up the House of Parliament. Uh, and then we'd set up a bunch of fireworks um, to like what might have happened. And they'd be like, oh, okay, did, did you really like Parliament then, back in 2019? And we're going to be like, no, we fucking hated it. We uh, <laughs> thought we were a bunch of assholes. Um, but we still like celebrate the time when it didn't happen. I think I think we actually all got it wrong, and uh, we've actually the fireworks and like the guy burning on the fire is just to show Guy Fawkes how he should have done it, uh, and we should have just fucking blown it up. <laughs> I don't know. Um, as I said, as I said, <laughs> new material. I, I, it just says, says here massive applause. Uh, I don't know what. I don't think that's the real line, guys. Um, but, <laughs> this is going to be a really fun night, I can tell already. Um, you, you guys seem really lovely. Um, and to that effect, I'm going to bring on um, your, your first act. And, uh, and just a couple of ground rules. Yeah, just um, no talking with the actor on. A few phones. If you've got a laugh, let it out. Why not? Um, have a bit of fun. That's nothing in relation to the last bit. Um, but yeah, it, it, and we'll have a really good time. Again, I'll ask you again. Does that sound all right? Not big stuff. You see, first act's name Stephen Bislin, and uh, and what I usually do is I get like a chief uh, applause person to sort of you know rile up the crowd, be my sort of hype man. And as as the man who uh, who, who said he had an all right week, I think you're the most qualified. Uh, so I, I, if, if you could just give me a little cra- a practice round of applause, just sort of like a. So that's very good. That's very good. I like that. I felt a bit, maybe a bit more verbal, but we can work with that. Um, so when I when I put what's your name, mate? Mike, when I put it, Mike, any time in the evening, he's going to applaud, and then we're going to bring it round. Everyone's going to join it, and we're going to go wild and crazy for the acts. We're all on board. Lovely stuff. So I'll put it, Mike, and we're going to bring it round. So we bring it round. We're going wild and go crazy for Stephen So just by a sort of a general cheer, do we have any English people in tonight? <laughs> yeah, got some English people. Good stuff. So I'm going to do a wee, uh, wee impression for you. It's, it's, it's no as vague as an impression. It's actually impersonation because it's really uh, factually accurate. <laughs> this is my impersonation of uh, any time an English person meets me for the first time and upon hearing how I speak, feel the need to straight to my face impersonate my accent. So here we go. This is meet an English person, first time English person, 
feel the need to impersonate my accent straight to my face. <clears throat> oh, yeah, hi, hi, yeah, mate, yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah, hi, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, um, uh, what did you say your name was again? Oh, hello there, how you doing? Uh, my name's Stephen. <laughs> oh, hello! You're from Scotland! Oh, whiskey, whiskey, there's been a murder! There's been a murder! Oh no, there's, there's jobbies in my heroin now! Sean Connery's the best Bond and Braveheart's the greatest film! Thank you. Subsequently, those two statements are true. Braveheart is the greatest film and there are jobbies in my heroin. So, uh, Braveheart, I, 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 I watched Braveheart definitely too young. I was uh, eight years old when I watched Braveheart, the greatest film ever. And it's definitely, you know when you're young and a bit impressionable, it's definitely coloured my um, feelings towards the English. Because, look, I live in England, my partner's English, my kids will be English, and um, <laughs> all my friends are English, and you guys are great, but like, there's definitely still like a wee tiny part of me that fucking despises you. <laughs> And, you know, my dad was looking after us because my mum had, had gone out for the day. There was, there was um, me and my brothers, we were nine, eight and seven. And in reflection, she probably, you know, having that amount of kids uh, under that age, at the age of 27, she probably just went to the park to scream at the sky or something. <laughs> ah! Thanks the Catholic Church for telling me that contraception's a sin! So my dad thought, what do I do for the next three and a half hours? What can I do to entertain these kids? So we watched uh, Braveheart. Uh, great, it was great, but it's, um, there's some stuff in there that a child that age uh, who is no one, you know, really shouldn't be seen. Uh, one of them is the scene where William Wallace's um, new bride is walking through the village and the English garrison there, you know, they, 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 they sort of follow her and they, they cut her off and then they say, oh, uh, oh, you remind me of my daughter back home and he licks her face and then there's like an attempted rape and I'd never seen an attempted rape uh, on film before. <laughs> Glasgow, we Glasgow joke for you, love that, didn't you? Aye, uh, self-depreciation for me, haha. <laughs> But we'd never seen anything like that before, and that was quite harrowing because this film is sort of billed as historically accurate, which we know isn't completely true. But at that age, you're seeing this thing, and there's this attempted rape happens, and we, we are really shocked. And we turn and look at my dad for reassurance and explanation, and he just turns and looks at us and goes, Aye, that's what the bastards did to us. <laughs> Good example of fine parenting from a, my old man there. So, you know, as much as it's great, there is like a wee part of me that still thinks that you're all potential rapists <laughs> when I first meet you. But no, I, I, so I, I do love you. My, my, yeah, my kids, my kids are going to be English and, you know, they're going to be born here and we hopefully can, you know, on my minimum wage, still afford to, to live in a sort of nice part of Bristol, like Redland or Clifton or something. And they'll, they'll go to like a nice school, you know, because I don't want them to have the same upbringing I had because I went to a school and fucking Dante's fifth circle of hell. <laughs> the seventh would have been cliche to say there, and inaccurate, because if anyone's ever read uh, Dante's Inferno before, in the fifth circle of hell, Dante and uh, the Roman poet Virgil are on the river Styx, and they see wrath and anger, and they're throwing chairs at their teachers. And then... <laughs> 
Dante says, I'll stop the boat. I want to just nip into the boy's toilet for a piss. And when he's pissing, he sees scribbled on the wall, uh, Mr. Riley is a pedo. <laughs> Admittedly, quite a niche reference for considering no one went to my school. But if you're a Dante scholar, you will be able to confirm that the, that the, uh, the Florentine politician, Filippo Argento, did indeed write Mr. Riley as a pedo in the fifth circle. <laughs> but yeah, my kids are... Pause. <laughs> Guinness is a very chewy thing to be doing this on. Uh, but yeah, my kids will have little... Um, they'll have little English accents, and because they go to a nice school, they won't have proper Bristol accents. They'll have the accents that most of you probably have. Which is quite, it's a bit jarring for me, because growing up in Glasgow, you know, whenever I hear kids playing outside here with their little voices, it's different, because in Glasgow you'll hear kids playing, you'll, you'll walk past like a five-year-old and you'll say, oh, mister! You go, mm-hmm. you're a fucking prick! And you're like, he's so cute, he's like an adult. He's like an adult. But my kids will have those little, little English voices, you know, and I'll be, they'll come back from school and I'll be sitting in the, in the living room at 4pm with a, with the curtains closed, looking into the bottom of a bottle of whiskey, wondering where my life went. Because if I'm going to have kids, you know, I mean, at this point, like, it, it can't get any better. Like, I'm at the point that if I get mugged now, I, I come away with more. <laughs> <clears throat> but they'll come in and they'll come through the door and I'll turn and they'll go, oh, it's, it's you. Let's see, how was, how was school? Who? Uh, Daddy? Today, some bloke called me a twat. I'll go, oh, don't, don't say that. No, but Daddy, I don't mean to swear, but some bloke called me a twat. No, don't, don't say it like that. It's not what happened. Some guy called you a cunt. <laughs> and then they're going to, you know, when they, when they get into their late teens and their early 20s, their, their voices is going to graduate to that. You know that other voice? That, again, some of you might have that, oh, but, you know, that the voice that sounds like, <laughs> Sounds like if somebody's got a really dry mouth and is trying to swallow a fruit pastel. Like, oh, 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 dad, you're a legend. Mate, you're top lad, dad. Disappointing. But they're going to have a a much tougher time, I think, when we go on, on holiday and stuff because they won't be Scottish, they'll be English. And I don't know if this is known to any of you, but when you travel on a UK passport... Especially in Europe, especially at the minute, there's a bit of antagonism towards the English in general because of your awful, awful history. <laughs> but there's a bit of antagonism. Me and my partner, when we went to Italy and stuff, we'll go and we'll say, Excuse me, uh, espresso, per favore, or whatever. And, and they'll say, Oh, uh, uh, inglese, inglese, yeah, yeah. And, and you go, Oh, no, excuse me, uh, sono Scotsese. And they go, Oh, Scotsese, uh, whiskey, whiskey, uh, heroin, and uh, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're kind of all right with him doing that, because it's like, well, I mean, and also I've just did a kind of, like, over-the-top Italian, so it's fast. We've got an understanding between our peoples. But they'll have a tougher time, and it'll be noticeable when, when we go on holiday. Say we're going to, like, uh, Belgium or whatever, and we'll be there, and we'll go up to, you know, we'll get to, you know, that no-man's land of the airport on the other side where you're not really in the country yet, and we'll, we'll be at Brussels airport, and we'll, we'll step up to the, the customs guy and your passports, and he'll look, and you'll go, oh... Uh, you you coming uh, you're coming f- I don't know what the accent is but we'll just go with it. <laughs> oh you're you're coming from uh, from England yes we are coming from England oh uh, you need to stand there we're going to uh, we need to search your bags again oh, so, excuse me excuse me sir um no coming from England but um Scottish you'll go 
Stop freedom! Come on, say I know whiskey, whiskey, heroin, heroin. Maybe, maybe don't say heroin at the airport. But you know, he'll say, "Oh no, it's got it's got his family. Oh, go, come, come, come through, come through, come." They'll say, "Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, no, sorry, no. I'm Scottish. They're English." They'll go, "Oh, they're going to have to stay." I know, I know. That's 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 just how it is. But sorry, kids, I'm going to. I'll see you on the other side in half an hour. Oh, but but dad, that. Dad, that's so unfair. I know that is unfair, but do you know what else is unfair? It's also unfair that my country voted to remain in the EU and your country voted to leave the EU and therefore my country still had to leave the EU. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to leave you, my little English family, and I'm going to see you in Brussels. I'll leave you with that. Thank you. And yeah, fucking right. Um, yeah, and I, I, I'll tell you what, guys, let's just, let's just keep that going for, for Miss Charlotte Evans. Hello, um, I just want to apologise first to Stephen because I do have one of those voices that sounds like I've been sucking a fruit pastel my entire life. Um, I turned 26 a few weeks ago and um, I'm really sad about that. I suddenly feel really old. Uh, to make it worse, the Daily Mail brought out an article the other day, I don't know if anyone saw it, that said that uh, millennials are stopping eating avocados and they're now turning to having babies instead. And I'm not much of a fan of avocados, but I don't imagine that babies taste great either. And um, But I can attest to this. A lot of my friends have been getting accidentally pregnant recently. I've had three friends this year alone. Uh, not sure how they're doing it. My boyfriend and I have been together for five years. We don't use much contraception. We don't really use any contraception. Um, we're either infertile or proof the pulling out method works. And um, the latest friend to get pregnant, she's uh, been my friend for many years. We've done everything together. We've braided each other's hair. We've gone shopping together. We both found out what an orgasm was on the same weekend. Her with her boyfriend, mine with my shower. And um, she recently used our once-a-year catch-up to let me know that she's pregnant, selfishly. And so I selfishly ordered a bottle of champagne to celebrate. And um, I, can, I can already tell she's going to be one of these really annoying mums. Uh, she's got her, her own mum enrolled in doula training. I don't know if we're in Bristol. People probably do know what a doula is. It's a helper for when you get pregnant so they can help you through labor. She's so certain that her mum, who isn't trained as a midwife, will be better than an actual midwife. Uh, I mustn't be sniffy because when the Tories break up the NHS, we'll all be wishing that our mums had been trained as doulas. And so I'm, I'm not really dealing with this very well. Um, I'm already sick of seeing baby pictures from other friends online. I don't know if anyone else is dealing with this. Lots of baby pictures on social media. And it sort of takes the fun out of kids getting older. And, you know, they bring home their first partner and you can sort of shove the photo album in their face and embarrass them. My mum did this to me. When I was 15, I brought home my first boyfriend and we were just like macking on on the sofa next door. And um, I've never said macking on in my life before. And um, my mum just sort of came in with the photo album and was like, look how cute Charlotte was at two weeks old, covered in her own shit. I think she thought it was like some form of contraception. 
<laughs> Joke's on you, mum. I'm infertile. And, um, and it's, yeah, it's really tough. I'm really not dealing with, with her, with my friend being pregnant. She texts the group chat a lot talking about her bowel movements. She was in the doctor's office the other day and there was a series of nine pumpkins, each with like different size mouths. So that one had a really tiny mouth. Ninth one had a massive mouth. And um, turns out it's the stages of vaginal dilation while you're getting pregnant, or while you're having birth. And um, gross, huh? And I was like, how are you going to get to that? And she's like, I was like, <laughs> I was I thought I was being funny. I have no way how uh, of dealing with this. And um, I was like, oh, have you and Adam added fisting to your sexy time routine? And she was like, yeah, we have actually. Apparently olive oil helps. And um, apparently the next step is to like rub her with salt, shove her in the oven and take her out when her skin's crispy. And um, yeah, it's really awful. But you know, I'm I'm all about woman's choice. I can choose to be angry if I want. And... Um, like that's me putting it back in the in the mic stand. No, I think it's important. Like uh, my body is changing as well, and I'm trying really hard to stop that. I've uh, recently tried going to the gym, but apparently, just eating more cake uh, is sort of counteracting me being able to lose any weight. I thought I'd try skinny tea, but then I was really worried because you know skinny tea makes you shit, and um, I was really worried that my mum would be lurking around the corner somewhere with her camera phone, ready to put it up on Facebook. Like, look at. Char- Charlotte, 26 years old, covered in her own shit. There's my aunt just commenting, going, oh, look how big she's got. Yes, that's why I'm trying to make myself shit myself. Okay, thanks, everyone. You've been lovely. Um, See you soon. Charlotte, everyone. Um, Are you ready for your final act? Bloody hell. Are you ready for your final act this section? Go wild and go crazy for Charles and Jane. Hello. Hiya. I'm going to move this out of the way. So, you can see all of me. Yeah. Are we ready? Doesn't look ready. I know you guys are wondering, and some of you are going to be right. Yeah, I'm a rapper. Yeah. I'm going to rap for you guys. Um, So, as someone who's entering into the rap game, I think it's good to rap about entering into the rap game. So, who's ready for some convoluted bars? You look ready for some convoluted bars. Jake, take it away. Googling rhyme schemes because I don't know where to start. This rap shit seems like a science and an art. A stream of consciousness that flows from the heart. I'll pick up influence and add it to my cart. I'll spit these sick bars in the hope that it shocks. Like going on a date and wearing my Crocs. Am I opening the door to opportunities it knocks? Am I wasting my time as it ticks and it talks? Rappers out there, they got reason to fear. I don't need a new hobby. I need a career. Crash, bang, smash, pow be the sounds that you hear. I'm no Aladdin, but that's on a mat up here. Yeah, the wordplay. Now, rap being difficult is just an illusion. It's 
acting all tough with poetic infusion. I'll slay this game, you know. I've come to the conclusion if in doubt, spit so fast just to cause some confusion. I don't know what I'm saying, so I'm saying it quick. It doesn't make sense. I'm a dog and a brick. Cold reference, so you think I'm sick. Name any movie like John Wick. Say something violent, a real graphic, like I cut your bullsack and twist your dick. Talking in a voice, it could be a stick. Make a gun noise, click, 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 click. If this, if this is an actual song, we'd have the gun noises at that, at that point. I'll say anything dark just to grab your attention. I was like it at school. I got familiar with detention. You could suck my dong like a bitch on a pension. Love, Ali G. Did I forget to mention? I hope this resonates with you. I hope there's some retention. I'm not like other rappers. See, I differ from convention. My mind comprehends things beyond this dimension. I'm going to rise above you all. It's time for my ascension. There's this demon inside me. I need to release. He's after chaos, but I just want peace. Nah, not world happiness. I mean bare cheese. Just enough to pay off my student loan fee. I'm not gonna be popular, I'm gonna be niche I'm like a fat lazy dog, quite happy on the leash I can be kinda blunt, unless it's hashish I'm a cause for discussion like olives in a quiche Yeah, I'm fan Asian, not a great persuasion But my wit and dedication has a joke for all occasions Like the rock, I'm a sensation with my ease of acclamation Getting ready for invasion while you're stunned in admiration I'm freeing up a nation with my verbal liberation Some historic information, emancipation, proclamation Oh, it's an army of crustaceans for a lobster infestation So a seafood infiltration will give you salty indignation it's time for degradation with no, with no, with no hesitation. Cause emotional lacerations, runs infected inflammation. Yes, you'll need some medication. Cause the temperature I'm waving, I'm waving, I'm waving. That ended well. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, thank you. So, something else I'm uh, realizing about becoming a rapper is that you need to call some people out. You need to you need to diss some people. But um, I'm I'm not emotionally strong enough to really deal with any negative feedback. So, I've decided to diss some people who either never hear this or don't have the facility to hurt my feelings. Um, we were going to work on some music with this, but um, Jake kind of got lost in your own reflection for a while, didn't you? You had to, had to convince you you weren't a f- clone for a while, didn't we? So, we've got something else for Jake to do whilst uh, I'm doing this. And uh, we'll keep him, keep him entertained. It's a lovely colouring in book. <laughs> and what did we say about the crayons? See, Jake really doesn't want to say any lines in this. Like, Jake <laughs> hates having to say lines in this. But yeah, um, so first on the list is an OG hater. A French-speaking demon posed as an educator. Miss Poogee, it's you, see, you master agitator. Your life can be replaced by Google Translator. Yeah, I'm stepping at you, miss, and you'll listen to what I'll say, and I'm sure you'll get the gist even though to parlay francais, and I wouldn't be remiss by examining today your reason to exist when je beat in anglais. I know you guys are thinking, yo, Jules, she's just a teacher, but let me get this straight. This woman was a heinous creature. At my sister's parents' evening, where my name should never feature, she ran up to my parents and called me a highly disruptive child and a clear attention seeker. No idea where she gets that from. And granted, I wasn't the best student, and I caused a lot of anguish for a lot of poor teachers in that little school in Sandwich, but you were a dick, miss, and I knew you couldn't stand it when I questioned your worth, teaching a dying language, but narking on me to my old man, fam, what the hell? That's the reason why I've come for you, mademoiselle. I don't speak a lick of French, and life's going well, so come back at me now, miss. This is my show and tell. (laughs) I have to say something. So... Obviously, it's a joke that I passed Jake something to do colouring in, but look how shit he actually is at it. He's actually fucking awful at it. I'm sorry, I really, that really hurt your feelings a little bit, didn't it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Uh, now that's my French teacher properly dissed, next to a public figure that's got me pissed. A man known for having plenty of wives and plenty of pies, a pretty large target that just couldn't be missed. I don't know him personally, but he fills me with hate. He invented divorce to get rid of one of the Cates. It's time to shut it down and end the debate. I'm calling out that fat monarch, Henry VIII. (laughs) What seems like a massive diss to me is you're the most famous king in our history. Honestly, this is a tragic mystery because all you did was rotate wives like a fucking rotisserie. You had the OG Lizzie give the Spanish a spanking. We had Charlie II remove Cromwell's ranking. And Henry V gave those frogs a shanking. But you just married everyone like you were afraid of wanking. And this may be conjecture, but I believe it to be true. My parents would still be together if it wasn't for you. So, so that makes it personal, bro. And now that I'm through, you've been lyrically beheaded, like you did to these two. Never forget. Never forget. Remembering Sunday. Thank you. And last for the chop is a controversial choice because his life's work has made the world rejoice and to the animal kingdom, he is the voice. So it's a bit 50-50 who this rap destroys. Sir David Attenborough. Yeah, shit's getting real. You must be proud of your knighthood. Proud to be seen in high esteem. God knows that I would. But let's get this right. And I'm not saying this out of spite, but I think we've all lost sight. He'd be a pretty shitty knight. I know that armor isn't light, and he isn't, he's pretty slight, so this is a real fight. His options aren't, aren't bright. I'd bash him with my flail, crack through his armor. Then I'd sit back and relax and watch him interview Obama. And whilst he was filming the mate rituals of some flirty fucking horse, his bro was performing, performing miracles down on 30 fucking 4th. Yeah, one man gets a reference there. And I, this, may be getting, this is maybe nitpicking, and I'm kind of getting petty, but you're not actually there when you're... Ah, in the Serengeti. <laughs> so don't step to me like you're some bad man thug. You're an invertebrate, meaning spineless, like a crab or a slug. And yeah, you're not a bad guy, but of this, I can be certain. I wish that Stingray shanked you instead of Steve Irwin. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> right, you done with that? Yes. Put that away? Pick up the guitar again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, already. I need the mic for this one. Yeah, you do. Uh, so, um, last song today. Um, I started to realise that all my friends are really like caring, empathetic, reasonable people. Nice guys. And that's not getting me anywhere in life. So I- I've decided to infiltrate a uh, social group that um, seems to be doing quite well right now, and I'm going to teach you guys how to do one, become one or two. Leading this life isn't all that exclusive. If that's your goal, it's not all that elusive. Not about background, not all that conclusive. Just throw away compassion and come back abusive. Because you could be a lad from any race, from any money, from any place. From liking rock to drum and bass. Replace your taste and be a disgrace. It's a mindset, bruv. You've got to be clear. Remove all your thoughts, like have nothing up here. Use anger and violence to mask all your fear. You can't be nice. You're an arsehole from here. Hit up some bars with all of your crew. You pre-gamed hard, have a tactical spew. Lads don't wait, so you're pushing your cue. Someone says, hey man, what's the matter with you? It's all acting on impulse, no thinking it through. Punch closest guy of a one and a two. He's down on the ground, getting blood on your shoe. You scream, nothing much, bruv. What's the matter with you? Don't act like your face. This is just what you do. 
do, you just got to prove no one messes with you. Happens every Friday night. This ain't nothing new. Now take off your shirt. Show off that tribal tattoo. Drank beer through a funnel. Because I'm a lad. Streets on the Eurotunnel. Because I'm a lad. My JD is always double. Because I'm a lad. And use my head, use my muscle. Because I'm a lad. Shag the same bird as my mate. My mate Brad. I haven't cried since I was eight. Ask my dad. Finish all the food on my plate. Because I'm a lad. Send a dick pic before a date. And you're having a great time out on the lash. Now to find a girl whose back doors you can smash. You gotta target the vulnerable. The drunker the better. Don't try to be honourable. They won't get your dick wetter. And what you gotta think when a girl says no is buy another drink and have another go. Don't give a fuck about political correctness. Gotta tell her she's a cause you're erectness. And when a girl ain't impressed with your efforts to ride her, tell her she'd be blessed to have your dick up inside her. Cause being on your cock is that prestigious. Make her worship your balls. Sacrilegious. Now be a monster and relentless. With that Red Bull directness. Gotta act all respectless. To give a girl a pearl necklace. And don't think about this being some guy's daughter. Pretend you're being nice, but drop a pill in her water. Take her somewhere quiet, somewhere safe, you've assured her. Now pull out your meat sword and put that lamb to the slaughter. <laughs> Drank beer through a funnel. Cause I'm a lad. Streets on the Eurotunnel. Cause I'm a lad. My JD is always double. Cause I'm a lad. Then use my head, use my muscle. Cause I'm a lad. Shag the same bird as my mate. My mate Brad. I haven't cried since I was eight. Ask my dad. Finish all the food on my plate. Cause I'm a lad. Send a dick pic before a date. Okay, we're almost there. You're almost there, lad. You've got that predatory stare. There's not much else left to add. What we need to improve, though, is your own self-worth because you're better than everybody else. You have been since birth. And it doesn't matter if they think you're ignorant or dumb. All you have to say is, well, yeah, so's your mum because that'll shut them down. They'll have no response. But before they make a sound saying your dad's a nonce because your identity is meant to be conveying this lack of empathy. Regretfully, you aggressively rely on that mental density. Eventually, you'll come to see that people will treat you contemptuously, especially with your tendency to be a cunt tremendously. Drank beer through a funnel. Cause I'm a lad. Streets on the Eurotunnel. Cause I'm a lad. My JD is always double. Cause I'm a lad. Don't use my head, use my muscle. Cause I'm a lad. Shag the same bird as my mate. What up, Brad? I haven't cried since I was eight. Ask my dad. Finish all the food on my plate. Cause I'm a lad. Send a dick pic before a day. Cause I'm a lad. Key change. Sing along. I drank beer through a funnel Cause I'm a lad Streets on the Eurotunnel Cause I'm a lad My JD is always double Cause I'm a lad And use my head, use my muscle Cause I'm a lad Shag the same bird as my mate My mate Brad I haven't cried since I was eight Ask my dad Finish all the food on my plate Cause I'm a lad Send a dick pic before a date Cause I'm a mother flipping ya lad yo Woo! Thank you very much Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Cheers a drink, everyone. Uh, lovely, lovely stuff. Great. Um, and, and that is time for our first of two breaks. So, yeah, go, go, go to the bar, grab a drink, go to the loo. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. See you then, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the return of your host, Alex Kitson.
thank you very much. That's the kind of enthusiasm I'm looking for. Uh, cheers. I, I, I chose the right man for a warm-up hype guy. That's, uh, that's the kind of effort which... Um, do, 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 do you know Jake slash Jules? You, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't talk to you then. Um, don't want to do that. Um, in fact, do we, do we have a good break? Yeah, yeah lovely bloody stuff. Um, I, I thought I'd, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick, a quick little story, and then um, and, th- and then we'll bring the bring the acts in this section on because they're all good fun. They're, we're gonna have uh, I think four people um, in this section, all doing about five minutes. It's gonna be a lot of fun because um, I, I was I was at home. I saw a friend this week, and he he reminded me of a story uh, of my my second ever kiss. Um, huge huge day out at Kitson HQ. I was um, I, I was uh, eighteen, which is not uh, not not that not that cool. But and I, I wasn't a particularly I wasn't a particularly cool teenager. I, I don't know if you picked that up um, by my overall vibe. But that's not. Um, I, I, so I was, I was out in the club. It was my first ever time in a club at eighteen, which again lame. But um, I mean, we're out. It was it was all going okay. I was out with sort of um, I used to play the rugby team. But I was out with the rugby lads. Um, and they were like pretty, they were pretty big and pretty, they were all going and talking to all the girls. And I didn't think I had much of a chance, right? Um, until so I, I started talking to somebody and it was going okay. Like we were talking, we were um, do, doing what I would have described as age, age 18 as flirting. Um, but, and and it, it was going okay, we were talking. And I, I wanted to give her a compliment, right? Um, and I thought she smelt nice. Uh, so I thought I'd tell her, um, which is not a good start. Um, but if I tell her, and she smelled like strawberries and raspberries and that. Um, but in the moment, I forgot the words for strawberries and raspberries. Um, so I just said, "Oh, um, y- you smell like yogurt. Uh, <laughs> yogurt." Now that's a quick tip for any single lads out there. Nobody, like, no, no, no one wants to smell like a dairy product. Don't tell a girl that she smells like live bacteria. Yeah. Like, that is. What was I expecting she was going to say? Like she was just going to say, "Oh my god, this! I just splashed on some Muller Corner." Now that's. Uh, <laughs> No one wants to smell like a dairy product. You don't see perfume adverts, so they're just like, uh, J'adore, Yo Valley. Um, Fromage Frey, the new fragrance from Pity for Lou. But that's not, um, but things are going okay, right? Things are going okay. And, um, and it was time for my, time for my second ever kiss. Huge day out. Um, so we went to, and I thought it was all going okay, uh, until she, until she pulled away and said, um, I'm sorry, have you done this before? Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Um, so I, I lied and said, yeah, yeah, of course I have kissed loads of girls, mate. What are you doing? Uh, as you do, yeah. And so, so I went back to it and, um, and then she pulled away again. It was like, no, seriously, ha- have you done this before? And I was like, what? I spat her elbow out my mouth. I was like, what? Uh, I took the condom off my nose. I was like, what are you saying? What? What are you, frigid? That, that's, uh, insane. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, I, and, and, and then she was like, no, I, I, seriously, you, you're getting this wrong. I was like, oh, but I was like full of like the bravado. So I was like, oh, I don't have regrets. I was like, oh, um, is this because you haven't orgasmed yet? Um, and she was like, you're, you're an idiot. You can't orgasm from kissing. Uh, and I said, well, how come I have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a uh, tricky man. She was, um, she, she, she was, she was from Europe. She was from Europe, right? And um, it'd be tricky kissing people from different countries, like because fr- France. She was from France, and um, like famously, they they use they use a lot more tongue. French kissing, they, that's that's famous. And like it could be hard to kiss Americans um, because they're just like, always holding a gun. 
Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's a bit of fun, isn't it? That's a bit of fun. Um, um, uh, right, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm hosting a comedy night. Sorry, I forgot about that. Um, right. Well, as I was saying, we've got, um, we, we, we got a fantastic second section. We've got a load of fantastic acts, uh, starting with uh, Miss Lucy Rudderman. So I'm, uh, I'm going to be pointing to you to get there. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring that around and go wild and go crazy for Lucy Rudderman. Hello. Hello. That was good. You said hello back. Hello. Um, yeah, my name's Lucy, and I've had a really weird week. Um, yeah, something happened to me this week that uh, caused me to lose my faith in humanity. Uh, I discovered there is a reality television show set in an STD clinic. Now, I don't know about you, but that is far more reality than I want on my television. Um, uh, yeah, so you can catch the clinic... Thank you, thank you. Uh, I really like that one. You can catch the clinic on uh, Channel 4. No, wait, no, it's ITV. No, it's BBC 3. No, it's not made by the BBC. They wouldn't do that. Um, okay, I'll be honest. I have not checked it out. I'm kind of hoping that if I ignore all symptoms of its existence, it will just go away on its own, <laughs> which is probably not the message they're going for. Anyway, uh, that really stressed me out, so I thought, okay, it's fine, you know, things can only get better. No, they got worse. Uh, I found myself looking at an automatic door also this week, and on the door there was a sign that said, Warning, these doors may close without warning. No, no, I did not, I did not care for that. Did not care for that at all. I also did not care for, later on, there was a Tannoy announcement that went, if anyone needs a wheelchair, please make your way downstairs. <laughs> who who are these people? Why are they Ah So yeah, faith in humanity was lost, so to restore it I went shoe shopping. Which was a mistake, because I'm not one of those people who find shoe shopping to be a relaxing experience. If you are one of those people, I respect you, I do not understand you. Because my experience of shoe shopping is I go in and I say, oh, I'd like to try on these shoes, please. And they say, what size? Oh, six and a half. No. No, we don't do half sizes. Okay. But feet do. So, no. And then they leave. And then they return with three things. Three things. None of which are the thing you asked for. So they go, right. This first pair of shoes is the same sort of style of shoe that you asked for, but it is four sizes too big. We recommend that you wear all your socks at once and that will be fine. This second pair are the same color and are similar in no other way. And these third pair are all left. Right. Uh, what I do is I go for pair number two which means that none of the shoes that I own are the shoes I was originally trying to buy, which I'm fine with. Bizarrely, I am okay with that. What I'm not okay with is the fact that I would be okay with that in no other retail situation. Do you understand? Like, if I went into a bakery and, and asked for some cheesecake, please, and they said, okay, we've run out of cheesecake, but here is some cheddar and a Victoria sponge. Make do. My response would not be, oh, yeah, fine, I'll have that, and now I will only eat cheddar and Victoria sponge. That's not... I would not take that as helpful advice to live my life. I mean, maybe I should. I, I'm not very good at taking advice. I'm not very good at giving advice either. Um, 
I did receive some some particularly galling advice fairly recently um, from a very unexpected source. I was staying in an Airbnb. I know, I know, it was lovely. Um, But it was one of those ones that is always an Airbnb. It's not, you know, like someone's home that they've just left and shoved all their stuff in a cupboard and gone out. No, it's always an Airbnb. You know, the kind that are ruining the economy and the housing market and all that. Bizarrely enough, that wasn't my main problem with it. My main problem with this place was that the bed had a memory foam mattress. Now, again, in principle, big fan of the idea of a memory foam mattress. Like, it molds itself to the way you're sleeping in it, and it remembers your optimum sleeping position and just sort of shapes it, and you're sort of hugged throughout the night by the mattress, and that's lovely. This does not work when the bed is not just yours, but belongs to this rotating cast of folk who are all doing something completely different in their sleep. So what the bed has then remembered is this really strange sort of amalgamation that it has the gall to suggest to you in the middle of the night. And my life is not going that well. I mean, I've come up here dressed like a toddler, and I think that looks great. But my life has not yet reached the low point where I need to take advice from mattresses <laughs> right okay good that was that was good for me I, I feel I've got that out um I've no idea how long I've been talking for but I think it's probably long enough I think I've I've overshared enough with you people you've been lovely thank you very much I've been Lucy Rodeman. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ariane. I'd like to tell you about something that happened in my workplace (laughs) a few weeks ago. Um, I have a very boring job, which probably many of you do too. Um, and sometimes I'm a bit too whimsical in the workplace. I think it's a good way to make people dislike you. Um, when I was 23, I wasn't, you know, running comedy nights, but um, I... <laughs> that was supposed to be like a compliment. It sounded uh, like a diss. It's not. So uh, when I was 23, I had this job, and I had a question about my pay slip. So I went to the accounts department, and I said, uh, I said my question. They gave me some advice, and I said... Um, Oh, yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand accounts. I'm a poet. And that's true. And the job on the payslip was not poet, as you would expect. So, um, (laughs) but what happened a few weeks ago was my boss sat down. We had this big project that we all had to work on. And uh, she said, right, I've got RAM energy, RAM energy. And I sort of thought, ah, we're talking astrology, because there's no other context in which RAM energy is anything. So I said, oh, are you an Aries? And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, Nigel Farage is an Aries. <laughs> and, and that also is not a compliment. So I went, I'm not a fan. Because I think when you know someone's star sign, it's assumed you have a certain relationship. It's like if you're a teen or a tween, you might say, like, oh, Harry Styles is an Aquarius. I'm a Leo. We're going to get on so well. Uh, you know, also not a fan of Harry Styles, but I do know it's true that he's an Aquarius. Um, someone, I ran into someone and I told them that I was going to try and do some comedy about astrology. And he said, oh, so do you like astrology or do you think it's bollocks? And my answer is yes. I, 
I like to think and talk about it. I think it's really fun, but I also don't believe it's real. Kind of the opposite of climate change. And... Um, yeah, I kind of also think it's fun that these people who you don't naturally associate with astrology, they can't stop you from reading their star signs because everyone's got a birthday. So you can look at someone like Nigel Farage, pardon me, gosh, uh, and then Google him and find out he's an Aries. Um, and there was a time in my life that I thought it would be a good idea to write an analysis of all of Brexit uh, through astrology. Um, and that time in my life was called unemployment. <laughs> and because I found out that Theresa May and David Cameron are both Libras. Um, I know. I don't know what it means. Uh, I know that <laughs> I know that my dad's also a Libra. And there's maybe something there with like financial austerity destroying some people's lives and emotional austerity that kind of ruined my life. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, and Jeremy Corbyn is a Pisces, which I think is great because if you like him, you'll be like, yeah, he's a Pisces. He cares. And if you don't like Corbyn, you hate him, you'll be like, yeah, he's a Pisces. He cares. <laughs> um, and then this is just a statement of fact. Boris Johnson's a cancer. Read <laughs> into that what you will. Um, Joe Swinson's an Aquarius. I don't think she's going to win the election because I don't think the country's ready for an Aquarius to lead. We learned that from Gordon Brown, who's also an Aquarius. Um, Aquarius is one of the hardest star signs to kind of explain what it is. It's one of those like ancient Greek fuck stories where like Zeus like sees a shepherdess and he's like, I like you. And then he turns into like a centipede to like trick her. And then like she becomes pregnant with his child and his wife's really jealous and she wants to throw a lightning bolt and turn her into like gravel. And you know, like some star signs are like, the sea goat. Aquarius is essentially like a sexy waiter. If you're... <laughs> Zeus took a shine to. Um, but for the most part, if you don't understand astrology, it's all very simple. The time of your birth means certain aspects of the solar system were in certain locations, and that goes on to dictate your personality, which is represented by some kind of a symbol. And for the most part, this is very logical. Uh, rams are very stubborn. Goats are hardworking, lions are creative, crabs are emotional, twins are liars, scorpions are dangerous. That one works. Um, the most offensive one is probably Virgo. Is anyone here a Virgo? One person. Yeah, Virgo is really offensive. The symbol is a virgin, and if you're a Virgo, your personality is supposed to be like persnickety and fussy, and you like things clean, and you're a woman who doesn't have sex. Like that's that doesn't work for me. Um, uh, I am a Leo and we like attention uh, so it's a good thing I decided to give comedy a try because I needed a hobby, I was at home I, was just, I got into fermenting things and <laughs> 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 like we would have the landlord over and my boyfriend was like hide your potions, hide your moonshine I, was, it's, I, wasn't, even make, I wasn't even making alcohol but it does look weird when you're like this is supposed to be rotting cabbage it's very sexy um but, yeah, Leos tend to like attention and are creative and are good friends. And I think astrology, therefore, is the reason that the Harry Potter series doesn't really make sense. Um, <laughs> because Harry Potter is a Leo, right? And he turns up on his first day at secondary school and everyone's like, you're a hero! And he's like, really? 
what? Leave me alone. Um, he's like, please, I just want normal friends. Um, and I was born in 1989, so for me, the equivalent of turning up to school, to secondary school, and everyone's like, you killed the most evil wizard of all time. You were a baby. Um, for me, the equivalent is the collapse of the Berlin Wall. If I had turned up to secondary school at my local comprehensive and they'd all said, um, hey, the Berlin Wall collapsing, that was you, right? You're the hero who did that. I would have been like, yeah, that's me. Um, and if you want to see what a Leo really looks like when they get even the littlest bit of attention, just look at J.K. Rowling's Twitter account. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I also don't know how long I've been uh, speaking. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I've forgotten how to wrap this up. Um, I originally wrote these jokes for the record on my phone in the notes app. Um, and then I lost my phone. Uh, and I think nothing really gives you the jolt of courage to try comedy for the first time, like losing all your jokes knowing they're somewhere in Cornwall, probably at a bus station, uh, contacting the lost property form on the internet, and they're like, what's, dis what's the distinguishing mark? Or what makes your phone stand out? And you're like, well, it's an iPhone 4. And uh, <laughs> it's black. And my home screen is a picture of Tony Soprano in his dressing gown holding a carton of oat milk. Because that's what I think is funny. <laughs> in between my attempts to brew ginger beer. Thank you very much. Barry on a Barry, everyone. Let's keep that going with Mr. Matt Owen. Hello. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I should probably explain. I'm incredibly nervous. This is the first time I've done stand-up ever. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks. Thanks very much. So, you know the cliche is that you should picture people naked. Definitely do that already. So, how's it going? So I like to picture people as little babies and little doggies. Look at his feet. Oh, it's lovely. Oh. So death is terrifying, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, oh my God, it's terrifying. Jesus Christ. And nobody talks about it. Not in like real world terms, at least, anyway. They all talk about it in this like conceptual, I'm a willow tree uh, in the forest of nothingness. <laughs> like, honestly, like Jesus. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying stuff. But uh, there's not a load of good ways to die. Not loads of good ways to die, is there? Like, but like nobody's nobody's in control. Like, who's in control of thinking about death? Really? Like, I'll just be stood doing the washing up, and I'll be like, oh, do you know what? I should go and see my friend Tom. I should go and see my friend Tom. Yeah, definitely. Death. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, death? What? <laughs> you're dying. I'm not dying. I just want to see my friend Tom. No, you're dying. You could die at any time. Why? No, I just... No, I couldn't. Don't be silly. You could die tomorrow, be hit by a bus. Really? Could I? Yeah, you could die right now. I'm, I'm literally in my kitchen. Fall, slip and drown in the sink. No! Could I? Jesus! Tom! Tom, I need to see you, Tom! Oh, fuck me. 
There's not loads of good ways to go. It's terrifying. Not loads of good ways to go. One good way to go, the cliche one, obviously, is dying in your bed with all your friends around, sleeping just as you drift off. (laughs) Do you know how fucking likely that is to happen? Statistically, every single person in this room is going to die a horrible, fiery death. So, yeah, right? My man, my man. Yeah. Woo! He's for it. Slipknot, like it. He's ready. Come at me, death! Doing a Scottish accent, he's not even here. Sorry, man, Jesus. <laughs> hypothermia, extreme hypothermia. Apparently, that's a really good way to go. You get really cold for a little bit, get really cold, and then you get really warm. And then you take off all your clothes, go running about, and then you die. Sounds sounds like a great time. Hallucinations, sounds great, yeah. But there's loads of awful, there's loads of terrible, terrible, terrible ways to go, isn't there? There's the, there's the, like the real world, this could happen immediately, aneurysm, where you could just be talking to someone, just like here. I could just be, and you just go, and you're dead. That's terrifying thought, isn't it? There's the more cataclysmic ones, like your dark comets, dark comets. What's a dark comet? Thanks for asking. A dark (laughs) comet... She didn't. She didn't. A dark dark comet is a comet that reflects no light, so you can't see it through a telescope. So we don't know it's coming. And if Jupiter doesn't do its job properly and just doesn't slingshot it off into the distance and it's not paying attention, it's just hurtling towards Earth. And we won't get there in time. Bruce Willis, he can't do it again. He's too old. He's too old now. He's far too old. And Ben Affleck's not going to do it. He's a piece of shit, let's be honest. (laughs) Honestly. There's my absolute favorite way that we could all possibly die at the same time, and that's quantum cataclysm. What's a quantum cataclysm? I can't even say it properly now. That is where every atom in the known universe, every single atom, just goes, no, I'm all right, actually, thank you. (laughs) And just loses its charge. You could just be talking like, yeah, so I was saying, (laughs) and you just drift away into non-existence. Absolutely fucking terrifying. But look, my point with all of this, my point with talking about death, there is a point, there is a point, don't worry. My point with all of this is that We're all dying at the same time, some before others. But I don't see left or right or conservative or labor. I see lots of people screaming on the inside, terrified that we're all dying at the same time. So don't worry if you come up against someone who has different opinions to you or, you know, you don't like what they're saying because really at the end of the day, They'll be dead soon, so it's okay. I don't know how long I've been talking. I have no idea. But before I go, just to bring the mood up a little bit, let me tell you a joke. Fuck off. Why did George Michael have loads of chocolate round his mouth? Oh, no, a George Michael joke. Because he was careless with a whisper. Fuck you in the face. 
Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers. Oh. Hello, everyone. First uh, ever time. Fucking hell. First ever time. Fucking hell. Right, you ready for your final act of this section? Yeah. Number seven, name is Abby Clark. So please, I will bring it round. We'll go wild and go crazy, Abby Clark. Um, lovely to meet you all. Uh, I'm Abby. I, I haven't got long. I'll get to the point. Basically, I'm a bit worried at the moment. Um, I, I have a bit of a fear of sex. Um, and, and I think it's Robert Pattinson's fault. Uh, I'll talk you through it. Don't worry. Um, basically, I grew up on a film called Twilight. Do we know it? Yeah. Rude. Um, <laughs> who's this bitch? Uh, <laughs> Nick, I grew up on a film called Twilight. It's brilliant. Robert Pattinson plays a very attractive, sparkly vampire. Um, and there's a bit in the film where they reveal how sparkly he is. And he takes his shirt off, but they only film his face. So it seems very unnecessary. Um, it's niche, isn't it? Anyway. Um, it's a film in which Robert, the lead role, uh, won't have sex with Bella, the female lead, um, because he's so scared he'll fuck her so hard she'll die. Uh, now, I mean, I don't know how well read we are on our vampires, guys, but like zero blood flow. So I don't know how he's planning to achieve that deadly erection. Um, which just makes me think that the entire franchise is actually about a guy who lets a girl think he's a vampire. Because it sounds cooler than erectile dysfunction, you know? That's what it is. I mean, he, like, to be fair, he commits to the role. Like, if, if you haven't seen it, they do finally have sex. And when they do, he destroys the entire bedroom around them, right? And, like, the only thing I've broken during sex is wind, let alone a chest of drawers. So, like, you got to hand it to him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Can you imagine having sex with a vampire and catching yourself in the mirror? <laughs> I'm glad we're all there. Like, it's bad enough to have to see yourself having sex, isn't it? Even worse to see that you're alone. I just, oh, that's depressing. Um, no, it's not just Robert Pattinson's fault, to be fair to him. Um, I, I, I think, I think school sex ed did not prepare me for reality. Don't know if anyone can get on board with that. Um, <laughs> no, all right. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk you through that too. Don't worry. Um, no, because they have however long, right? However long to teach you everything you need to know about sex. And not once did my teacher ever even, like, think to mention queefing. <laughs> Not like, knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what queefing is, sir? You've heard of it? <laughs> Would you like to educate the room just so we get everyone on a level playing field? Little funny fart. Is it a little fun- <laughs> That's so cute! I've had such a range to that question. It is, it's when you fart from your fanny, guys, if you didn't know. Uh, it's when you're literally pumped full of air, right? So full that when the pump is removed, you've got like a fucking balloon. Like, 
I just think they should have mentioned that. No, I don't know. Like, people still don't know. I asked, I was like, do you know what queefing is to a different gig? And a woman at the back was like, no. Um, and I mean, like, first of all, I was like, who are you and what is your secret? Um, <laughs> but no, then her boyfriend put his hand up and was like, let's just say she doesn't know what it is. Um, but she does it all the time. <laughs> like ah it's not how you want to find out <laughs> no i i didn't know first time it happened i thought mafoof was just making a real clear comment about the quality of sex i just had <laughs> just like <laughs> well that was disappointing <laughs> i don't know another, another thing they did not teach me during sex ed uh i don't know if this one's relatable blow jobs right hold on to your hats <laughs> not blowing on a penis <laughs> No one told me that. They just left me to try and make fire like. (laughs) Why isn't it working? (laughs) Oh, gave him a terrible rash. Uh, No. that bad (laughs) i've been doing a lot of research into this kind of stuff actually don't check my internet history um i found out the other day did you know that semen has calories (laughs) yeah like that was just a really embarrassing thing to have to put in the food diary i don't know like what do you even log it as i don't know like a snack (laughs) because sometimes it ends up as breakfast doesn't it i don't know (laughs) yeah I mean I could have done with quite a lot of help in all the regions to be honest (laughs) I I I still struggle with like uh the 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 shaving the gardening downstairs uh like I always miss a bit so like instead of a deep forest I just kind of find little shrubs every now and then um it's a really harrowing depiction of deforestation um it is. It's, it's like a sad bit in a like David Attenborough documentary. Uh, there's still a baby orangutan trying to find his mother down there. It's just very sad. Has anyone seen that um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Greta Thunberg have joined forces to like save the environment? Yeah, which I thought's really weird because like if anyone wants the icebergs to melt, you'd think it'd be Leo. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, get your message right, Leo. Anyway, I, I was with a guy the other day, actually, um, and he went downstairs. Um, and he just was, like, fumbling around. He, I, d- I don't know what he was doing. So, like, I went down to check on him. Um, yeah, it just turns out he couldn't find the bathroom. Um, couldn't find the light switch down there. Uh, yeah. I think I've gone quite deep. <laughs> Am I an Ava Sharer? I'll take it, I'll take it more, um, more world, world, worldly? No. Big, normal, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I recently, uh, gained a nephew, guys. Yeah, surprisingly lovely. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be. Um, but he's just started giggling, so he laughs at everything I say and do, um, which is clearly the affirmation I need as a comedian. Um, <laughs> So I'm a big fan, but basically it's opened me up to uh, like the world of babies and especially like the classes they now offer to babies and their parents. And I don't know if you like, I rang I rang my brother the other day and he went, "Oh, sorry, can't talk. We're at a baby wine tasting." 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I was like, oh, shit, they've turned Finn into an immature Merlot. Um, no, I, re- I quickly realised he. Um, <laughs> I quickly realised he meant um, that he'd gone to a wine tasting accompanied by the baby, which I immediately thought was hilarious. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, do they give the babies their own little glass of milk that they just like evaluate, just like full bodied, uh, or oh, a fine bouquet? Oh, and an aftertaste of nipple. Uh, nice. I just, I, and then they spit up and everyone just um, like applauds them on their <laughs> etiquette. I don't know. Is this too niche on wine tasting? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they tell you not to bring any strong smells, so I just imagine all the parents being like, oh, I'm getting rose, butterscotch, and... Is that shit? Just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, guys, someone's definitely just shat. I don't know. I, I think it's ridiculous. I think the babies are just getting real bougie now. Like, they're like a white middle-class girl on Instagram. Like, they are. They've got baby yoga, baby massage, baby chinos, a baby brunch. I don't know. Like, then they all do legs, bums, and tums at the baby gym and flirt with all the hench babies about how strong their neck is. I don't know. That's what I imagine. I think all the babies are going to go vegan soon and refuse their mum's milk. <laughs> Just like, get your breast out of my face, Karen. I told you I only drink soy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, while I'm on the subject, sorry to bring it back to sex, but it's clearly on the mind. Um, I, I, like, despite Robert Pattinson's influence um, and, and the terrible sex ed, I'm doing okay. Um, but I do only really have, like, this one major question left. Um, and that is that I don't understand uh, adult men's obsession with women's nipples, okay? Because um, all I can think, well, they suck on your tit. Um, <laughs> behave. <laughs> all I can think, well, they suck on your tit, um, is just I wonder if it was this boring for your mother. Um, <laughs> like, you can't be involved, can you? It's not a two-player game, guys. <laughs> um, it's like they're playing solitaire and you're just the table. I don't know. <laughs> Like, they just suckle away like the children they are. Um, and I don't know what to do or say to participate. Like, I was with this one guy and um, I just kissed him on the top of the head. <laughs> he was tuckered out, bless him, so I burped him and put him down for the night. Yeah. Oh, guys, cheers. Uh, I've been having Clark. Thank you very much. Clark, everyone! Um, lovely bloody stuff. Right. Um, and, and that, uh, with that, that is the end of our second section. So you, you know the draw by now. We've got um, another, um, another section coming up with two more fantastic acts. So yeah, go to the bar, grab yourself another drink, and we'll be back here in about 10 minutes. I'll see you then. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the stage, Devon's resident, Lothario, it's Alex Kitson. Oh, cheers, man. Thanks for applauding all the way up till I got, got to the mic. Um, lovely stuff. Oh, God. Um, no, lovely stuff. Oh, I, I mean, thanks for sticking around for our final section. We've got two fantastic acts um, on this side. So I'm going to um, not do say much and then just get them on because they're significantly better than I am. But um, I just want to tell you a couple of things. Um, 
uh, before I fuck up for the rest of the evening. Um, but yeah, I, I, I moved home. I mentioned that about 15 billion times at the start. Um, I, I, and I, I, I don't like moving home, but there's a couple of things that I am enjoying, like, and it's the people. Like, the people of the, in, in Tiverton, Devon, where I'm from, are, I think, quite funny, because they're not... Yeah, Tiverton? Yeah. They're so, so, solid people. Like, my brother. Like, my brother's like a... Like, just a... Uh, like, he's a, just a Devon boy, by, what, by which I mean he's a bit simple. And, like, I, I, we were chatting the other day, and, um, and he was like, you know what, Alex? It's just like potato, potato. Um, I was like, great. I think you mean potato, potato. Uh, and he went, no, I was thinking of two different potatoes. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I like that. I miss that. I miss those kind of people in Bristol. Like, um, and, and, and like the other day, I, um, uh, because I, I went to, Tibbs is the kind of place where we've, we've got a 24-hour Tesco um, that's like the center of the town, yeah, uh, but it's not open 24 hours. Uh, it shuts at 10. But, um, and, I, and the other day, I went there, um, I went there at 10 p.m. It was, it was 9.59. Um, and I was there to buy some chickpeas because um, uh, I'm, I'm a bougie prick. Uh, and um, and I got stopped on the door of this 24-hour Tesco by a security guard. And he went, oh, sorry, you can't come in. We're closing. Um, and I said, no, you're not. You're a 24-hour Tesco. <laughs> um, and he went, no, we close at 10. And I said, well, I, sorry, I saw the sign, massive sign saying 24 hours and just assumed. Um, and he went, well, you can't believe everything you read. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, he, he was like, that's how Brexit happened. And, and there's not much you can say to that. There's, so I just you know, I walked away. I went chickpea-less. It was, uh, it was a real fucking pity. Um, right. That's a, it's a fun build-up, and then it just sort of fizzles out. Uh, I'll work it out. Right, <laughs> are you ready for your final two acts? Yeah. Lovely, bloody stuff. Yeah, for, for the penultimate time. We'll go bring it right here. Go wild, go crazy, and back on You're right. Hiya, how are we doing? Are we well? Champion, right. Uh, I'm just going to get something out of the way with first. Uh, I'm not from around here. Um, I'm from a small mining village in the northeast of England, and I moved to Bristol about a year ago. And what I'm about to say um, is quite controversial to my people, um, and it's that I much prefer living in the south. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Slipknot. <laughs> No, it's just, it's just so much nicer. It's so much warmer down here. The people aren't that much nicer, but I think that, you know, vibes with me quite well. And I think I just love the Southern accent so much. Um, so much so that when I first moved down here and I didn't have any friends, when I was like introducing myself to people, I used to try and convince them that I was Southern. Like I'd put on an accent. Like I wasn't just like, trust us, I properly am. <laughs> Like, I'd try. And um, so, so basically, she, so I'd, I'd, I'd kind of talk like this. And um, this, this person, she was, she was so posh. She was so posh. Do you know when someone is so posh that they sound a little bit pissed? <laughs> Do you know when someone's so posh they sound like they've been having a couple of extra G&Ts with the afternoon tea? Because fuck it. 
why not? <laughs> the kids are with the nanny anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I got, I got a bit too obsessed with this, and I started doing it far too often, so much so that she kind of be, like had her own personality, and I gave her a very unnecessary backstory. Like, she'd be like, like I'd be like, hello, darlings, my name is Jen, um, short for Genevieve. <laughs> Uh, there's actually no French lineage at all in our family, but I do love a vino. <laughs> uh, I live in Clifton, darling. Of course she fucking does. I live in Clifton, darling. I live with my four beautiful children. My four beautiful children, Mabatha, Tabitha, Shabatha. <laughs> and Bill. <laughs> Named, of course, after my... my my dear, sweet, late father, Billiam. <laughs> this was my favourite joke, that. <laughs> um, no, I, I I used to do this quite a lot. Uh, it's what I used to do to entertain myself before I did stand-up comedy. Um, what else new that I can tell with you? Um, I, I'm 24 now. Uh, I turned 24 last Sunday. And uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and it's got me thinking about having kids. Uh, th- this is new material, and in hindsight, I should have tried it at a gig that my boyfriend wasn't at. <laughs> because it's quite bold, isn't it, to get up on stage with a microphone, with the lights on you, and announce that you've been thinking about having kids <laughs> in front of your boyfriend. <laughs> Don't worry, babe, you've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Not with you. <laughs> Um, no, I've just, I've only been thinking about it because when 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 it was my birthday and my mum rang us up, she she told us uh, she enlightened me to the fact that everyone, all the women in our family, had started having a family uh, before they turned twenty four, and I I reminded her that, well, mum, in fact, uh, I was an accident, and she corrected me with <laughs> mistake. <laughs> Which is a bit mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. What was it? What am I gonna say? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. She, I, it's been interesting though because she she did tell me this. She did say that you know all of the women had had children before their twenty fourth year. It sounds a bit like a Disney film kind of premise going on there, doesn't it? It's a bit weird. But um, I I've thought to myself, you know, like I'd never say never with kids. But also, I'm leaning quite heavily towards never. Like, I just, I think it's because I'm just not very maternal or or caring or loving. Like, I just, like, I never used to play with, like, dolls or baby dolls when I was growing up. Like, I was just kind of rejected all of the kind of anything that required kind of looking after it or, like, motherhood kind of thing because I was a little baby feminist. Um... And I remember something that's like sticks with me quite vividly was uh, a memory of my fifth birthday uh, when I was given a, pr- a present from my friend's mother and I opened it and it was one of those, you know, those like fake babies that require genuine attention. You know, the ones where they're like properly piss and shit themselves. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? And I remember, I remember opening it and looking at it, and then looking at me mam, and going, what am I meant to do with this? 
And my mum was livid. Like, she was like, <laughs> Becca, <laughs> no, darling, uh, what do we What do we say to the nice lady who's giving you the baby doll? And I was like, oh, yes, sorry. Um, a woman's place is the revolution, Deborah. <laughs> and... And then I shaved my head and burnt my tiny bra. <laughs> um, and and also, I've been thinking about, like, if I do have kids, like, as I said earlier, I'm from quite a small mining village. And I now live in Bristol. Like, I went to Leeds University, and now I live in Bristol. And I feel very privileged for that. And the thing is, is that if I had kids, I'd kind of want them to go through that as well. Like, I'd want to expose them to the shite town bit first. <laughs> Because, like, like you can't raise kids in, like, you know, like, London or something. Because then they just turn out to be cunts. <laughs> like, you get to university and they're a twat called Theo. <laughs> with, like, floppy hair and round see-through glasses. Who, like, you know, they, they insist on buying Ciroc vodka for the prees because they don't want the Sainsbury's basics, which, let's be honest, that's a rite of passage of university, isn't it? And they just, and they just insist for the entire three years that you're there that, you know, well, I mean, like, Leeds, Leeds is obviously a brilliant city, but I mean, it's not London, is it? <laughs> Fuck off, Theo. Honestly, I fu- Theo is a stupid name as well, like, the- Theo. It's just not even a name, it's a fucking noise, isn't it? <laughs> I've only ever met one, but he was the dickiest dick that I've ever met. Is there any Theos in tonight? Good. Uh, and also, I, I'm too self-centered to move back to a small town in order to raise my children to be decent fucking human beings. Uh, because, I mean, like, I love small towns, but it's not quite Bristol, is it? So... Didn't think that would work. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but it's okay because my parents are, can still, you know, they can rely on my brother to, you know, carry on the lineage. And my brother's 16 now and he's got teen dad written all over him. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He's a properly goody two-shoes. Um, but he's 16 now and he's just finished his GCSEs. And it's it's really enlightened us to how different teenagers are now to when I was at school. Because, like, when I finished my GCSEs, which I'm not sure, I, I, I don't know if you guys agree, but, like, when we finished, you have a ritual, which is where you go to a field, just the communal field, which is, you know, it's not a hidden field. It, it might as well be a roundabout. Like, it's, it's, you know, not far from many main roads. Everyone knows exactly what you're doing. And you just booze on a delicious cocktail of, like, WKD, Smirnoff Ice, and Frosty Jack Cider. You know, like, the big bottles. I don't think anyone's ever actually bought them unless you're, like, 14. <laughs> but that, that's what you do. And you, you enjoy it for about an hour. And then the police inevitably come, and, and then you're escorted home. Sometimes, if you're lucky, one of your friends might be like, hey, my parents are out. And then you get an extra half an hour in a house until the neighbour calls the police again and then you have to stagger home. But I realised that my brother's friends, it's, it's not like that. Like when my brother finished his GCSEs, he had a heavy session at the gym. Like it's, which is not a lie, like it's just lame. And um, um, it's, it's, just, it's just really weird because 
I've been talking to my brother a lot about this and I've realized that there's there's a lot of different difference in stuff like trends now with like kids like teenagers nowadays when I was at school because like now with like especially with young girls it's like you know there's this big thing about you know like having big lips and you know like um contouring and stuff like that like does everyone know what I mean by contouring Slipknot man does does anyone else know It's so where you like, you know, like you sculpt in your face to like make sure that it's got like shadows which might not not necessarily be there. Um, but you see, we're like when I was at school, we had, you know, a lot of, you know, we, we were very into makeup, but there was two essential bits of makeup, which was concealer, but in two shades. You had your face concealer, which was for literally everything on your face to create like a kind of depthless kind of, you know, flat kind of look, like literally no shadows, anything. It was like hitting a plate. That's what, like, that's what it was like. And then you had your other concealer, which was a shade lighter than your face concealer, which is what you put all over your lips. As if it was... <laughs> I'm, glad it, I'm glad it works. <laughs> It's where you put all over your lips, which is bizarre because it's 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 both highlighting and also just eradicating all all remnants of any lips ever being there, uh, which is just insane. Like there's there's other stuff as well, like like hair, like you know, like teenagers now want balayage, which is a word which is new to me, which is basically just your natural hair but with just a few like warmer tones through. Um, but, but, but when we were growing up, it was like what you had. Every every single girl went through the same two phases, which was the first one when we all had mousy hair and we had those streaks of blonde, yellow. It was all yellow. There were the streaks of you know fat horizontal lines going down. And then when we moved to college, uh, we went through our red hair phase because <laughs> we wanted to be Florence and the Machine, didn't we? Yeah. There's also a bonus third phase, uh, which is when you're like me, when you dye your hair black and you become an emo, and you just do that. Yeah. I was really hoping it was going to stay there for muscle memory. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's really interesting. Even stuff like like body image now. Like, girls growing up now, like, on Instagram, like, body image is becoming a thing. Like, body positivity, I mean. is And it's great, because I didn't have that when I was growing up. It was like, you know, you had to be skinny. Just skinny all the time, which was really bad. Um, like, I, when I was growing up, there were things which I thought made me look fat, which, looking back, is fucking ridiculous. And I've made a list of them. One of them is uh, wearing jeans, wearing bodycon dresses, because the, the, there's not much left of the imagination, uh, wearing me hair in a ponytail. <laughs> not wearing mascara. It's just ridiculous stuff like that. And I think it gave me a complex because, like, I, when I was younger, I tried to lose weight. But the problem is, is that I can't diet because I love food. <laughs> so I, I tried, like, alternative methods. Like, I tried, I tried really tiny cutlery. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you can just eat faster. And you still get the same amount in. And I thought, well, what else can I do? Like, so I, I, I tried eating from, you know, those plates where you're in restaurants and it's the plates what your cutlery's left on. 
you know what I mean? You know, like the bread plate kind of thing. But I thought, oh, I'll just have my main meals off that. But what you can do with that is you can just stack, can't you? You can just stack your food so it doesn't work. But I've recently gotten over it, and it's fine. I have a boyfriend now who loves me very much, and please don't leave me. I don't really want kids. Um, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, you do go into, like, relapse kind of thing with this kind of thing. And I, I remember the other day I was saying to him, like, oh, babe, like, I just feel like a potato. And he turned to us and said, no. You're a sweet potato. (laughs) Oh, it's cute, isn't it? Still a potato, though, isn't it? Thank you. I've been Becca Wallace. Becca Walters, everyone. Uh, Lovely bloody stuff. Right. Uh, Are you ready for your final act of the evening? Lovely, brilliant stuff. His name's David Horson. For the final time tonight, can you hear Bring him round. I go wild. I go crazy. Mr. David Horson. Yeah. I made it to the microphone. Great. Um, hello, my name is David Hor. Hor. I have been to Depot to get it changed, though. Used to be David Fucknuckets Fumble Jumble. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I thought I'd change it to something more sensible, like whore. Um, gonna do some songs for you. Let's get this going. I can't get it up. 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 No, I can't get it up. I can't get it up. I can't get it up. Those stairs... That's a song called How I Got Fired as a Delivery Man. Um, I have never used head and shoulders to clean my shoulders. Thank you. Has everyone had a good day? Fantastic. I've had a weird day. Let me tell you about that through the medium of song. Everyone in the shopping centre smells like cabbage. Everyone in A and E, they smell like cabbage. Also, I'm bleeding. Everyone in the cinema smells like cabbage. I'm still bleeding. Where is this cabbage-flavoured deodorant? That's a song called Help Me, I'm Bleeding. Um, when I, I just need to clarify something. My name is actually David Hoare. Like, that is my surname I was born with. It's not some kind of weird, clever stage name or anything like that. I'm not some kind of sex pest or pervert, all right? Is that all clear? Brilliant. Okay, this next song is called Staring at Teenagers. <laughs> Is that a face tattoo or do you have acne? Oh no, it's both. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, fantastic. Uh, what am I doing? Oh my god, I've 
torn through that. Great. Um, uh, cool. Uh, everyone had a good week? Yes. Fantastic. Uh, I had a really exciting week. I found the longest hair on my body. It was a pubic hair that was longer than my ding-dong. And I thought this was amazing, so I went to go show my girlfriend, but she didn't smile. She just said, maintain yourself. And who am I to disagree with my girlfriend? She's a microbiologist. She handles bacteria and diseases all day long. So she knows about that, and all I know is if we ever break up, I'm definitely getting gonorrhea. Just not the fun way. (laughs) Um, Fantastic. Uh, I didn't always have this girlfriend, though. I had a girlfriend before that, but we broke up quite unceremoniously. Uh, So I'm going to sing a song about that, but it does require crowd participation from you, sir. (laughs) What was your name? Lou. Lou? Everyone give Lou a big round of applause. Fantastic. Right, Lou. When I point at you, I just need you to say the word burning, all right? Burning. Yes, I... Burning. Great stuff. Okay, this is why my girlfriend broke up with me. (laughs) Close your eyes. Give me your hand, darling. Can you feel round my privates? There's definitely something wrong. Does it feel inflamed? Or is it only swelling? Is this burning? An eternal pain? Thank you very much. <laughs> Everyone give big little round of applause. Good stuff. Yeah, the reason that she broke up with me is she hated musical comedy and gave me herpes. Uh, okay, fantastic. Um, right. Um, how much denim is too much denim? Too much? Put your hand up. I can literally see your hand, but I can see your fingers, sorry. Uh, which is a weird sentence to say to a woman. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Um, denim. Yeah, great. <laughs> denim. Double denim. Triple denim. Quadruple denim. Double denim. Triple denim. Quadruple denim. Quintuple denim. Quintuple denim. Quadruple denim. Quintuple denim. Sextuple denim. Quintuple denim. Quintuple denim. Sextuple denim. Sextuple denim. Quadruple denim, quintuple denim, septuple denim, septuple denim, quintuple denim, septuple denim, octuple denim, nonuple denim, septuple denim, octuple denim, nonuple denim, decuple denim, septuple denim, decuple denim, decuple denim, octuple denim. Thank you. No, no, put denim, the capo denim, what's up, the capo denim, the capo denim, the capo denim, the capo denim, oh, fucking hell. Um, anyway, that's the song called How I Got. F- it's, it's. Do you think that's too much denim? Too much denim? Okay, that's a song called How I Got Fired as a Funeral Director. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Cluck. 
clothes. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. It's quite aggressive, but she also called me baby, so... Hope she's not a mum. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking, sorry. If you are a mother. Good. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Um, <laughs> right then. Uh, Lou, can I ask you another question? No, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Kitson, where'd you get this fucking crowd from? <laughs> Lou, can I ask you a question? Sure. Thank you. How many wanks is too many wanks? How many wanks is too many wanks? How many wanks is too many wanks? On a family holiday. <laughs> Oh, he's a smart boy. How many days do you want to go on holiday with your family? Too many. Not too many. Well, then name a number. Two. And how many times are you wanking in that time? At least seven. Lou has stamina. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And probably wrist problems. Um... Lovely stuff. Uh, the reason I asked Lou is I just recently went on holiday with my girlfriend, um, and uh, we went to a secluded cabin in the woods, and my friend Jeremy saw it in my calendar, and he saw it say cabin in the woods, and he was like, Dave! Are you shagging, Dave? And I said, no. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend have been together for six and a half years. We are bored. <laughs> Lou, mate, if you can find a sexual position that me and my girlfriend haven't found, haven't done, sorry, you found one that isn't missionary. <laughs> that is a lie. We did try one that wasn't missionary once, and now we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been with my girlfriend for six and a half years, and we're both 30, and everyone has exactly the same questions. So I'd just like to address that in this song. Everybody wants me to get on one knee and give my girlfriend a ring. But she already has the perfect ring. Her grandmother gave it to her. That's called genetics. Her grandmother loves that song. <laughs> Fantastic. Look at this thick old willy I found in my grandmother's basement. I used to play with it when I was young. Well, you can tell by the markings on the side that it's Victorian. And you've kept it in excellent condition. I say it's worth between three and five hundred pounds. Gosh! That's a song called The Antiques Chocho. <laughs> Thank you very much, I've been David Hoare. Enjoy the rest of your evening. David Hoare, everyone! Uh, lovely, bloody stuff. Oh, dear. And... and, and and that, I'm afraid, is the end of the sex act for this week. Oh, what? Do you all enjoy yourselves? 
oh, lovely, lovely stuff. Good, good to hear. Um, well, the good news for you is that we, this is here every single week, uh, every Sunday, 8 p.m., Kingsdown Vaults, where you are right now. We've got different lineups every week, loads of comedians from around Bristol, new faces, slightly older pros trying out new stuff every single week. Come on down, tell a friend, good. Um, also, we're on social media, so get, check us a like or whatever on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, whatever takes you fancy. Uh, there's also a Facebook group, um, which, which you can get invited to the events and occasionally. Oh, and also, I'm doing an awards thing at the end of the If you want to be involved in the nominations of that at all, join the Facebook group. It's called This Next Act Comedy. Oh, well, this, this bit's not funny, by the way. If anybody was hoping for some gags, uh, nothing funny about admin. Um, <laughs> Also, we're a podcast. If you're wondering what Adil was doing over there with a laptop, um, we're a podcast on the Out of the Lives Network. Uh, you can find basically every single uh, night of this on iTunes, Spotify, name a, name a podcast platform. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, with that one. Yeah, we're on that one. Uh, <laughs> with that, and also while you're, while you're on the internet, um, if you chuck, um, if go check out the Bristol's Comedy Kettle. Um, it's Bristol's Comedy Calendar. Every single comedy event that's happening in the city uh, is on there. So if you want to check that out, if you like comedy, live in Bristol, you've really got me liking this. I'll be handing out cards on the door. Ask me for one. And also on the door, um, I've, I've, I've got a bucket. Um, if, if you want to chuck some money in it, um, that'd be amazing. Like it's, it's free, it's free entry, and you know, and money would help us keep the night going. If you haven't got any money, more than fine. I haven't got any money. I get it, but. Um, <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, if you haven't got, Jane haven't got any money, just um, just find that you enjoy. Tell them you like the stuff. Thank the bar staff. Tell a friend about the night, or just come again. Uh, yeah, and hopefully I'll see you all in the coming weeks. All right, I'll be Alice Kiss, and hopefully I'll see you again. Bye bye. www.outoflives.net. <laughs>